right, welcome everybody. It is episode 61 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. And we're back in my kitchen this week. Yes. It's nice and warm in here. So it's better than being outside, I guess. And this week's guest is Corey Standen. He does multiple things, Standen Farms, Standen Snow Plowing. So welcome, Corey. Happy to have you on. Thank you, thank you for having me. All right. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And you can send us emails at hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And I didn't see any new emails, but there was one from Karen Gahusky from August that I don't think we read. So I will read that now. And it was the answers to questions regarding the Friends of the Library used book sale. And she said, Hi guys, sorry for the delayed response, but I was listening to the episode with Stacy Van Orman today and heard your questions about the Friends of the Library used book sale. So as I'm always happy to share about anything related to Friends of the Library, I wanted to respond to you and your listeners as soon as possible. And sorry Karen for reading this so late, but... First of all, thanks for all your support of the Friends of the Library used book sale. Our sale this year was a great success. We ended up raising well over $4,000 from the sale, which, is, which surpasses our totals for the past couple of years at least. In addition, we saw an increase in donations of books and other items to the sale from last year. <clears throat> the vast majority of the items donated for our sale come from the generous Alpina area donors with a small percentage of items being donated from the library as they call their collection to make room for new items. The sale was staffed with approximately 50 volunteers without whom we would be unable to have the sale or and we and so we are grateful for all their help. The sale is on our is our main fundraiser from the Friends of the Library in addition to our mem- membership drive and money raised from the sale goes to support Friends projects at the library. Some recent Friends projects include the purchase of a subscription for the library for Canopy, which is a digital movie streaming service whereby a library cardholder can stream a movie from the Canopy collection in their home. In addition, the Canopy subscription will allow will also allow the library to show more movies at the library and have discussions following them. The purchase of virtually virtual reality equipment, which the library recently used to host a virtual spacewalk event. The purchase of a book for each participant in the summer reading program and a book for each child or teen who receives a Christmas basket from the Salvation Army through our Blizzard of Books program, just to name a few. Basically, the Friends of the Library's mission is to support the library by volunteering to help at library events and by financially supporting the library in areas that aren't necessarily part of the library's operating budget. If any of your listeners would like more information about the Friends of the Library, they can find us on Facebook at Friends of the Library, Friends of the Alpena Library, or through the Alpena County Public Library website, www.alpenalibrary.org. I apologize if this is more information than you were looking for, but I truly believe in the work that the Friends of the Library and the Alpena County Library do. Thanks again for your help in getting the word out of about the sale, and if you have any further questions, I am happy to answer them. Have a great week, Karen. That was a long email. Longest email ever. Yes. The title belongs to Karen Grahusky. Yes. <laughs> and I got me to talk a lot, so all right. <clears throat> and that Friends of the Library 
it's got some stellar people on it. So shout out to them. Yes. Like Sue Sexton's on there. Right. I think Beth Mackey might be on there. Maybe. The Karen's on there. They're listeners. They can let us know. That's a Karen stellar crew. That is quite the crew. What are you going to do next? Uh, I guess we'll do trivia right now. All right. The CVB Great Lakes. Alpina. That's Alpina right. Alpina trivia question. And I think the last question was, what is the name of the trail that runs from Alpina to Sheboygan? And that is the Northeastern State Trail, or NEST. So, oh, I didn't even know. That. There is an acronym there, isn't there? Yes. So, hmm. from... Northern Lights, or just past Northern Lights to Sheboygan is the trail. So, Did you know that? Snowmobile trail. Yep, that is right. That is correct. Yeah. I hope to goodness that they can figure out Squaw Bay and all that wetlands area. Because if they can do that and connect it from Tawas all the way up, that's going to be super cool. Yes, it would be. But anyways. That would be a lot. So, all right. And this week's question is, fossil collecting is a fun pastime at the abandoned quarry in Rockport State Recreation Area. Which prehistoric area are these particular fossils from? Oh, man. Dun, dun, dun. So, if anybody knows, I'm glad you know. <laughs> so. uh, am I supposed to guess? If you want. Do you, do you want to take a shot? Oh, I don't even have a clue. Mesozoic. No. Okay. That's all I got. It's just my one guess that I do each time. All right. All right. That's fine. I can wait a week. All right. <laughs> we got Amy next week. So we know we're having a good pod next week. Yeah. And let's just say it was from a very, 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 very long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll get into the hot take topics. And the first one was from last week and it was the 18th anniversary of 9-11 yeah so where were you when 9-11 was going down I was coming from Curtis Hall down to college we were going to my buddy's room because we were in between classes and we were outside of the living center wow Um, two guys well one guy I knew the other guy I didn't know but people I was with knew him right yeah, some planes just ran, flew into the, the towers in New York. Like, oh, all right. So, I mean, whatever. Didn't know what was all going on. But then we went in, went to his room and turned the TV on. And <clears throat> you see the towers fall. Like, oh, crap. This is really serious. Mm-hmm. And so we go to class. And the next class is, I think it was the next day that this teacher was cracking jokes about the whole thing. But whatever so get through the day and I'm just hanging out in my room and I call my mom finally and she's crying and she's like you're the last one to call so thank god <laughs> but yeah I was down at college and I know exactly where I was when Corey I was in Sheboygan driving truck at the time I was hauling from a pit up there to Sheboygan cement and Come across the radio, the news to where a plane hit the tower, and I'm like, somebody messed up, you know, bad deal. I just saw a little prop plane or something, yeah. you know, no big deal. <clears throat> Kept continuing, made another round. Next, you know, up oh, another plane hit the tower. And it's just something's going on now. Now we're under, you know, attack, whatever. Something's going on. So actually, I went inside the building, 
started watching the news and that was I was in shock. No, it was just crazy. I mean, it's something you'll never forget for sure. I mean, you know exactly where you were. It is crazy the amount of <clears throat> kids that weren't alive. Or, or I shouldn't say kids. It's amazing the amount of people that, that are alive now that weren't around for 9-11. That's my first thing that I think of now. Second thing is, I'm amazed at how much information I've learned just this year about 9-11. It seemed like more information was available to me than maybe any other year. Like, I guess I knew that there was a whole bunch of planes that were involved in it, but you tend to forget about... I, for some reason, you forget about the Pentagon. The Pentagon? Yeah. The one that went down in Pennsylvania. Yeah, so, I mean, technically, it doesn't feel like there's four planes, you know, but it's just crazy when you start really thinking about how well orchestrated that whole thing was. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just... Alpina was involved. Yeah. They had to shut the airport down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they shut everything down. It's, it's like the second time in U.S. history. Well, no, they, Alpina was a major target. Yeah. Because we got yeah. one of the longest runways. Yeah, that's what they always say that if... It all goes to the heck in a handbasket that we are, as, as far out as we believe we are in Alpena, Michigan, oh, we no. are one of the first ones that are going to get, it will not be good because you can do so much from our airbase here. So, and as we figure, I mean, us locals know that because we have a whole northern strike here every year. So, yeah. like, I mean. <clears throat> I remember seeing that Flight 93 movie and yeah. Alpena was mentioned. So. Yeah. Um, Crazy. I was... Cranking Jordan on the baby swing, and I had probably Kelsey in my hand. So Jordan was still in the swing. It. Well, maybe not, but he was running around. But I had two kids. Is what my whole point my was. My daughter was just under a year old. Yeah, it's, and I remember watching. I had a routine with them where we put Blue's Clues in. Brad knows this, so I put Blue's Clues in when I was trying to. I was working nights at a family video, so I would wouldn't get up to like you know, whenever time. Max wife had to be up. So I remember just being with the kids half asleep and I um, was watching the Today Show because we only got like two new channels and NBC was one of them. So I'm watching Katie Couric and then they mentioned it. And the way they did it was very much like you said. It was like a plane crash in the World Trade Center. We really don't know a lot of information about it, but probably just some malfunction. And then when the second, they, they were showing it, like watching like, hey, Look at the, the towers on fire. They're worried about structural damage and all that stuff. And I remember watching the TV and they were showing the tower on fire and just doing commentary about it. And then the second plane hit. And I'll never forget that. Watching that and then uh, Lauer or whoever was like, oh my God. you know, And you were able to, in that moment, watch it live with him. Experience that whole like, what in the world's going on? And my only other thing I have is this, I remember going to family video that day. He doesn't remember this, but I'm telling you. Well, I don't know why I would make it up. But I remember closing the store that day. And Casey Smith comes in and says, I brought my rifle with me. We're going to be all right. And he had it in his car. So he says, don't worry about it. He goes, the world's going to hell. He goes, I brought my rifle with me just in case. I'm like, well, I appreciate that. But I don't think people are going to run and grab videos. I think that's not what people are worried about today. But I, I appreciate it. A lot of good is doing it in the car. Yeah. Right? And the other things, like local things, I mean, you guys all remember. I don't. You were down at school, but uh, the gas gouging that oh, day. What what five dollars a gallon? Yeah. Right. And of course, they got we got in trouble for that here. Well, not us, but yeah. the Alpena area got in yeah. trouble for that. But uh, yeah. Even I, I was one of them people. Went and got gas right away. Well, <laughs> even now, well, even know. 
this even yesterday what happened. Yeah. You know. I I thought about it. Like, do I am I gonna run get gas? I'm like, ah, yes. I'll just weather it out. And, but you're right. I mean, you it it almost feels like and I don't know your opinion, Kirby. We can have this conversation. I know Brad's kind of the same boat with me on this, but it just feels like any chance that somebody can screw us over on gas prices, they're gonna do it. I Absolutely. mean, you know if. If they're going to say somebody farted and that's going to cause the gas prices, they're going to use that excuse to jack up the gas prices and get it. So, like, um, yeah, when I heard what happened yesterday, I was like, well, maybe they are going to jack up gas. But I was like, I'm going to. It did go up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got gas on Friday, so yeah. that's all right. See, but you have a very efficient vehicle. I do. So it's not as much of an issue as for like Corey. Yeah, that's a big truck he's got. He's got a, is that a one ton? Yep. Yeah. So driving a one ton pickup, so like, yeah, gas yeah. can hurt. I bet he winces every time he fills that thing. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, hot take two. The UAW went on strike. I guess their contract ran out. It's kind of interesting to read the whole thing today. I'm obviously I'm selfish in this because it could long term, but short term it could affect me. I don't know when that is. Long term, I just don't see it, you know, staying that way. But I found a graphic earlier that they were talking about what they were arguing about, and it's kind of weird. So essentially, what I believe the main thing they're arguing about right now is that the UAW does not pay for their benefits, and General Motors wants them to chip into twenty percent now. And they're not happy about it. <clears throat> so they gave them a raise. What's I did, what I read was something like they gave them what nine thousand dollar raise, but this twenty percent would be fifteen thousand dollars roughly a year comes in. So they're actually losing six thousand dollars. <clears throat> so that's kind of what they're fighting about. All right. well, good fight, I guess. I mean, how you feel about unions can vary from person to person. So like. They have their goods and bads. Right? Yeah, I mean, just like everything else. They're right. They have their goods and their bads. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so, yeah. but yeah. They're there to help protect the worker. And I, and I see nothing wrong with it. Well, let's be honest. Business would take advantage of the worker. If they oh, could. yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, do I think it gets out of hand sometimes? Yeah, but at the same time, the business would totally run rampant if they weren't in place. Oh, yeah. That is 100% true, unfortunately, so... Hot take three is Tony Bennett. He was offered a raise by Virginia University. He's their basketball coach, but he said, no, I want that to go to my staff and other programs at Virginia. So National championship. Oh, yes. He's coach. A, one of the best coaches in the nation, probably. Perennial Final Four coach. Yes. And I think it's pretty <clears throat> cool. Yeah. Um. I don't know how much the raise was. And neither do I. I'm guessing it's probably significant, though. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. So, I would like to know, though, did he, I, he probably didn't forgo his bonus. I'm sure he got a bonus for winning the Final Four, so. I'm sure he did. <clears throat> yeah. I'm sure he has some. Well, I think all those coaches are incentivized, but, I mean, if after that, he probably doesn't need the. Whatever it is. I'm sure him winning the national championship probably made his entire year's yearly salary. As it should have, because he made them so much money. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the bonus is outlandish for that. So, I mean, 
Yeah, anyway. I'm sure there is. I'm yeah. sure he's got sponsorships and all that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're a Nike school, so I'm, you know, I mean, they're, he's probably making a million dollars a year. Well, he's probably making more than that. But. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so, and I mean, he's probably 250, 500, half a million from Virginia. He probably doesn't need. No. Yeah, so. He's funny. Yeah. He's just trying to help other people out, which is. But that also shows you the other side of the way it works is. How much money those coaches can be making on the on the other end, kind of makes you wonder some things. But yeah. it's a public university, a state-funded university, and the coaches making millions of dollars, so it's kind of a double-edged sword. I yeah, Virginia taxpayers are happy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, I guess. Well, that's kind of it, huh? Yeah. That was a really good first segment. Yeah. Since we talked about 9-11, we want to talk about the video really quick. Roll that in there. Yeah. Let's we, talk about my video. Made a video last week on 9-11. Last I saw was 20-some thousand views. Yeah. It's kind of out of control. It's amazing to me what resonates with people. Obviously, patriotism does because I've done two flag videos this year, and they both have done the same thing. This one was over the top, and of course, it's because we did it on. I did it on nine eleven, and um, people love America. Yeah, I it's. I should. Crazy to me. Yeah, I just want you to say the stats, just because I would have never thought when I do something like that. Obviously, I was thinking it through, but nowhere would I ever thought that it would. You know. It says twenty six thousand views. It's the shares that troubled me. Doesn't give me the shares. Uh, it's like almost, it's getting closer to, it's like almost 800 shares. Really? That means the views don't bother me as much. Because for all I know, that's Brad's mom watching it over and over again. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying like, the, the views know are, I know, but I mean, you have my whole point. But like the shares, that means someone actually took their time to say, hey, you know what? This is worthwhile me hitting this button yep. and pushing it on the next person. So it just blows my mind. Anyways. I think it's got more views than your video for the Fresh Takes contest. Not more views, but I think it's got more shares. So my the Fresh Takes one, it's like over fifty thousand. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I had a good I've had a good social media year. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um but it is what it is. It is what it is. We're working on the next one. Started footage. You already got you where we were. Where you know where we were going to film you. We knew that last year where we were going to film you running. So <clears throat> I have all these secret spots that I've talked to each person what I needed from them, and they all are saying that it's just a matter of putting in the time. You we have to wait for the colors to turn. I want it to look a specific way during that. Let's which just, I mean, you do know what I'm talking about. Let's just hope I can run. So. Yeah. Well, you can walk. I know you do have to run through it. <laughs> It'll can, still be. I can do a short jaunt. Yeah. There. It'll still look just as perfect with you walking or jaunting through. It does not have to be. Besides, I'm following you with the camera. I don't need you going full tilt, anyways. No one needs to hear that. Although, if last year I chased Steve Michelis on his bike through the woods and it was snow on the ground, so I mean, <laughs> I'm not running through there. Yeah. I'll walk. But. Yeah. Indirect shoes, mind you, because I was at like just got out of work. And I was like, he's like, hey, I found this spot. It's perfect. I'm like, all right, let's go. It was, yeah. yeah. All right. Well. But the other video we thought about doing, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, well, that's all right. You can do I it. I can bike it. If you yeah, know. we can do that. We already know. I think the uh, 
the fish palooza round was well received. It was. People like that, and a lot of people talked to us about it throughout the day, saying, "Hey, we saw your video." And um, Unless we could find somebody else to run it. Yeah, we could. Maybe Eric. See up for running nine miles. Get Tracy to do it. I mean, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. All righty. That's the first segment, and then we will uh, go from there. Yeah. With us today is uh, Corey Standen. Corey, why don't you uh, give us a little background about yourself? A little bit of background. Yeah. I am uh, Corey Standen, uh, 42 years old. I was um, born in Ann Arbor. Lived there, just a little baby, a little about, about a year old, roughly. And we moved to Gaylord, Michigan. Lived over there till Oh, seventh, eighth grade year, roughly, I think it was. Then um, parents had gotten divorced. Moved over here with my father. My father and all our pretty much immediate family stuff lives here in Alpena. So I've been here ever since then, wise. Um, went to high school. I remember back in the day we used to play yeah. basketball at Lincoln, Bay, yeah. Bayview, and all that when we were kids. So the fun times. And then um, got married, my wife. Lived in a little ranch style house. We actually went and bought our 40 acre farm four years ago, roughly. We started raising uh, pigs. The kids got into 4 H and then uh, standing acres, the name of our farm. Then I ended up getting some breeding herd stock and everything blew up and went from there. It has been so. Now, is <clears throat> that what you're a full time farmer now? Nope, not full time farmer. Okay. I actually drive truck full time. Okay. So I work about 60 hours a week. Yeah, that is. Truck. A... You know, I actually drive the for Goodrich. Okay. So I drive the truck that's got the American flag on it. Oh, all right. Yep. Yeah, so I do that about 60 hours a week full time, and then I still full time farm. You might as well say to it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, there is no, there is no part time farming. No. Right? That no. is 100% true. Yeah, my wife so. yells at me all the time. You need to slow down. That's enough. That's enough. So we do the, I do the farming thing. We do the farmer's market stuff on the weekends. Yeah. And I use Sunday to catch up, do things what I need to do. It's more important. And wintertime comes around, then I actually plow snow too then in the wintertime. So. Jeez, oh, Pete. Yep. So I stay busy then. It's like almost wintertime is probably my busier time of the year, it almost seems like. So. <clears throat> snow removal, especially, um, I'm sure you probably do it from Goodrich. Yep, no, yeah. I do it for myself. Oh, actually. you're for yourself. Okay, yep. wow. Yep. All right. Actually, me and Brad were just talking about that. Actually, I take care and plow all the Omni buildings. Oh, Jesus. Well, then that's... 20 years now. Kind of how it works. And then when you do it commercially like that, that's a yep. task in itself just because um, we can get some snow around oh, here. Yeah. It seems like this last yep. couple of seasons, we've had a good snow season. Yeah. I know for the first time in a long time, I remember our town shutting down because of snow. And I remember that... It, Cold. <laughs> Well, the cold we can talk about is a different debate, but I, hear you. I mean, that one time when we got like what, three inches of snow over like 48 hour period. Yeah. And then uh, it's like started at night, went through the day. And then by the time it got to the next night that morning, almost everything was just Alpine. It was like, okay, we're going to take a knee. We're going to regroup here and then we're going to deal with all oh, this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Brad's shaking his head already. Because I still had to go to work. So. <laughs> I still got to go to work. I still had to go to work, too. There was rain mixed in with that, too. Yeah. 
And the, those who were an idiot like me who went in the middle of the night and cleaned their car out, off, you know, because anytime it snows, I always like to go out and shovel right before we go to bed. And that was the dumbest move I could have ever done. I should have just let it snow because then when the ice came, I had like a quarter inch of ice on the windshield and that all would just snow on it. So even after I got out of the snow, I still had to scrape all that ice. If I would have just left the snow on there like a lazy person, <laughs> then I would have never had to deal with the ice. I could have just brushed it all off. But That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you've been doing it, doing the farm for four years then? About? Yeah, we started the farm for four years. Uh, like I said, we had got feeder pigs, just raised a couple for ourselves, family members. It was like six of them we did. Um, I enjoyed it. We got rid of them. I, obviously, we sent them off to the processor. So the next through that winter, I was looking to see what kind of breeds I wanted to get, what I wanted to run in our farm. We wanted to do it more naturally wise. So I went into like um, got heritage breed pigs. So we have uh, like a large black mulefoot and mangalite stuff. They're good out on pasture. So my pigs are outside twenty four seven all year round. They're feral, which they'll have a litter of piglets mm -hmm. outside in huts. Middle of winter time, usually no problems, no issues. Now, um, you started, to, so then you, how did you get to the farmer's market? I actually, it took me, once I started getting my breeding herd, it took me actually a little over a year before I actually had pigs available to go to butcher wise. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a little over a year into that. So then we actually have to take our pigs to either Ebels and Falmouth or Triple R over and just sell the Travers there would be a USDA processor. So, I mean, it's one of the processes you got to go through to make sure to sell to the public, mm -hmm. restaurants, or anything like that, to where it's, you know, checked by the government. So, that is legit. Yeah. Um, I've, I mean, as we talked about in the past episode, I know how to break down meat, and working at half a pig is just unbelievable. I mean, it's not a, I mean, it, it's work. I mean, it's all work when yeah. you're doing that, but, I mean... Obviously, like an elk seems to be the worst, or a cow. Or a so, cow. Yeah, yeah. Like, cow was really obvious because it's so size. But then as you get smaller, but for some reason, I, we always used to make the joke they're all big chickens. Because so if you know how it's kind of the, the anatomy of whatever a creature is, you kind of know where things. But the pig is a little bit different just the way it, things twist in and out. And, yep. Uh, yep, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so... Once you got a USD approved, why don't you go through the process? Like, how did you, did somebody, did the farmer's market approach you or no, did you? No, actually, I mean, before I even got into the pig farm, I kind of did some researching, the same mm -hmm. area was going on. I mean, nobody was doing pasture pigs, raising yeah. them out on pasture. So I knew it was kind of like a, more or less the niche market to get into, you know, yeah. something different people would probably be looking for. So that's the route I had went. And then I more or less approached the farmer's market about, I mean, they were looking for vendors. Right. You know, so I was, there was really... There was like a couple people. There was one person that was doing beef at the time. They were down in Elkona. Then I know Amy. She was doing pigs, but not a big quantity-wise. So I just, you know, she kind of got away from it. So, I mean, there was nobody doing pork-wise down there. So I just got in there, and it's actually done really well. Yeah. What would the be the benefits of the pasture? Explain to the person that might not know what's the benefit of having the pig in the pasture. Well, like, what you've gone through, you've actually put in, you've gone out of your way to get a quality pig. To get a quality pig, yeah. I mean, it's just the fact of where they ain't raised inside in a careful environment. I mean, they roll around in their own shit. They, I mean, my pigs don't roll in their own shit. So, they ain't gonna taste like shit. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're gonna be good. So, 
I mean, there's a little bit more infrastructure around. I mean, I got about 17 acres fenced in. So we actually practice rotational grazing with them to where I move them around. They're always constantly moving. I'll plant forage behind them. So about eight, 10 weeks later, they'll actually come back around and forage off what I had planted for them, you know, two months earlier. Yeah. So I mean, summer times are great, you know, cause it helps in the feed bill. Yeah. You know, they're getting good flavor though. I mean, all the forage that they're eating, they're getting good flavor. You know, the fat content's gonna be better, more healthier for you. I mean, they're getting more vitamin D and the fat. I mean, it's totally healthier pig overall. Yeah. I have a pound of bacon in my fridge right now. And then the other, I bought some a couple weeks ago that I finally. There's another pound in that yeah, fridge too. Brought us to me. <laughs> I, bought, I, I bought your pork package. Hey, look at that. I won't complain about that. That's so, right. <laughs> and then, so, um, what all do you do? Now, I mean, I know probably in the average person. So I know you have bacon. Yep. You obviously do sausage. Yep, we do sausage. We have bacon. Um, we've got pork chops, pork steaks. We do roast. Um, Cottage bacon's a good hot seller. Canadian bacon. I mean, pretty much all. I mean, there's so much you can do with a pig wise. I mean, we do bratwurst. We got bratwurst patties. Yeah. You know, it's just trying to figure out what the, you know, the people want and then just try to stay with certain ones that work, you know. Now, do you do the farmer's market in the winter time too? Yep. We in actually, will we'll go into the mall. Yeah. We'll, I usually stay in the mall till just about before Christmas. Then we'll take a break, about a month or two roughly. It just slows down a lot of traffic wise. Then we yeah. usually pick back up maybe middle of February, March, first of March, then we'll start hitting it again. So that's awesome. I know I really I know just enough about that type of stuff to be dangerous and you know, all stuff in hot water, but the only other person uh, I love your pepper bacon. Thank you. And the only other person that I that makes bacon as good as yours is uh Andy Kiffmiller. Yep. And he does a great job too and he does. He kind of goes through a process. I mean, I don't know if people know how you go about making bacon, but it's it's not fun. Yeah, it, it made you gotta brine it and all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, we we dry ours all natural. So when we get our pigs done up, I mean, there's no nitrates and stuff in the bacon. There's no MSGs in the sauces. So we just we keep as natural as can be. That's amazing. So when people are buying, they're getting a far superior product than you would be getting. Let's say. At a grocery store. At a grocery store, because first of all, their pork is injected. Well, with hormones, more, more than likely, yeah. you know, antibiotics. I mean, mm -hmm. we don't use hormones. We don't use antibiotics in our farm. I mean, we feed non-GMO feed. Plus, I mean, the, the winter time, I have, me and my son built a little fodder system down in our basement. So we actually take like barley or wheat and we actually sprout the seeds. Wow. And then we'll sprout them for uh, seven days. And by then you'll have a nice root mat that's about two inches thick and be white. And then you'll have green, about six, eight inches of green. It's almost the same concept to where making like microgreens. Yeah. Know? It's almost the same concept. So, I mean, they, they'll get that through the winter time plus second cutting hay we feed them too as well on top of their grain. So. Wow. so the benefit of that is, is when they're getting a superior product eating it, the pig's more healthy because yep. it's eating a better product. And then that in turn, you're getting a, what you put into your body is better for you because you're not putting it as... Yeah, because I mean, even them just grazing on the pasture, I mean, the omega-3s and the omega-6s are going to be more... It'd be just like grass-fed, grass-finished beef. You know, mm -hmm. they just get strictly grass. So your, your omega-3s, omega-6 ratios where it needs to be. Same thing with ours. Ours, grain, they have to get grain because, you know, right. they're a pig. They can't... They're 
um, omnivore like us, so they're not a herbivore, so they have to get green. But I mean, it's they're just a healthier pig. The product's gonna be more healthier for the person too, you know, consuming it. One of our other friends, Casey Sutsman, has a pod, and he talks. He's always he likes to talk about um, just when you can follow the chain of the food to to your tables. So if you know, you know that the grain's grown, that's fed to the pig, that's a pig that's to your table. Yeah. All that stuff counts because when you can know that line so much better than you just obviously it's better for you. Yeah, I mean people. I mean more people are turning that way. They want to know where their food comes from. They want to even know how just how that animal's raised. You know how it's taken care of. You know, I mean we we do a good job. We try our best. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think do. you have a fantastic product. I mean, I've had the sausage. I've had some pork steaks, and then I've had the bacon. So, um, and then it's. It's all amazing stuff. So, yep. I mean, we've actually just started. We got our product in at Neiman's now, so you can actually get our product there at Neiman's. Uh, Austin Brothers served it there at their restaurant a few times. That. So, yeah. I mean, Ben when five bad hens. You know, he he ran our brats and stuff through there last year. So, that's amazing. If you don't mind, I'm gonna put you on the spot. So, lay it on me. I thought we'd talk about the farmers market a little bit because well, you're sure, absolutely you're the. Yep. I think you're really the first person we had that. Farmers market, Molly. Yep. Yes, in Molly too. So yeah. So, um, the farmers market. It's Mondays and Wednesdays. Nope, Wednesdays and. Oh, Saturdays. sorry. Wednesdays and Saturdays. Sorry. Yep. Wednesdays and Saturdays, and it's from nine ish. Eight o'clock in the morning till one o'clock. So it is eight o'clock. Yep. It starts at eight o'clock till one o'clock. Okay. Well, then I can't go Saturday mornings. I always felt like it started at nine. Nope. So I never wanted to show up on my way to work. But if it does start at eight, then I'll. Absolutely. Fine. Stop down anyway. Okay. All right. Place there. Yeah. Well, I always, I never like to be the guy that when you see someone setting up, they are all like, "Hey, I'm here." That's all right. But I don't mind. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I know the past couple weeks you've had mumps. Yep, they've had the mum sales last weekend and the weekend before. I think they're actually they're doing it this weekend again too, and it's kids' day too this weekend. I saw that. Yes, from ten to two. So yeah. I don't know if you know, but I live right behind the farmers market back there. So like, I'm really close. But the problem is, it always seems like I've always been until today on the impression it's always going on when I'm working. So I never, I have a heck of a time getting away from my job. So, um, but that's awesome. No, I know. That. I mean, it's it's, it's great because I mean. They're doing good things. You know, I mean, I don't follow too much. I'm not on the board or anything like that, but they do a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting more vendors. I mean, us moving from, you know, me getting into it new. I was only downtown for a couple months there it was at all. Then we actually moved into the mall for the winter. Then we went and they had a meeting, so we decided to go to Michigan, which I personally think is a better spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're more there's more visualization for, you know, people driving by. I mean, we've actually had people that are from Grand Haven, Muskegon, Detroit area, everybody's stopping by because they see it. Yeah. You know, and that I actually was... ask them where they're from. And I mean, there's, we even had a couple people, I think, from Indiana that was too. Yeah. It, it's definitely, it helps that U.S., I mean, it's a highway, U.S. 23, exactly. right along it. Absolutely. And that's not to say that the one downtown wasn't visible, but you had to know it. And then there's so many one-way streets downtown yeah. that it just, I think it's very off-putting. Yeah. At least it was. And um, I mean, Grant was a nice place. Blacktop, everything, canopy forest. I mean, yeah, we got to deal with the wind and stuff. But, I mean, it's growing now, though. I mean, there's a lot more vendors and stuff now, you know. I went by there. It wasn't last week, but it was the biggest I've ever seen it. I could not believe... 
the cars were clean, clear down to the... Yep. That, there's lots uh, of traffic. Yeah, there's, I couldn't big. believe about the cars because I was headed to work. And I think it was the mum day, you know, yep. and I know everyone gets there early, but I was like, holy cow. I was, I was driving, I was like, look at all the people here. It made me happy, one, because obviously it's good for you guys, yep. you know, but it's also just, I think it's important. It's good to see, I'm happy for the community when they come out and support it yep. and it just, all that type of stuff is circular, you know, and yep. whether people realize it or not, but, you know. I mean, it's great things. I mean, if you get, you know. I mean, we're very appreciative and grateful for the people that do come down and support everybody. It'd be awesome to have more people come down, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like I said, the Kids Weekend this weekend is a good time for people to bring their kids down, yeah. you know? Kids Weekend, I know they did the pool one year. Yep. You still doing that? I believe they are. I'm not yeah. quite sure, though. I don't know, but you were able to try out a kayak. Yep, And I don't know if they would necessarily have the pool with the lake right there. I don't mm-hmm. know how, but... Um, and there's face painting. They're um, doing actually a hay wagon ride because my son's actually run the tractor so they'll be doing the hay wagon ride down there because i think the ffa will actually have people down there helping so that's so cool Another great program too yeah so that's this saturday from nine to two right ten to two ten to two yep, yep. so come on down and check it all out it's um i know i don't know if allison's working at this year or not but i know the credit union has always gone down there and done different things yes, they so have. Yep. yeah so but yeah all right well we'll come back and then we're going to do what? Top five farm animals. Top five farm animals. I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Okay. All right. Got my list. All right. It's been hard getting a chance to work out when everything closes so early, and I don't get done working until late at night. Where can I even go to stay in shape? Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center is the place you seek. Whoa, where's that at? It's located at US 23 South in Alpena, across from Kiff Miller's Produce and the Lutz Plaza. Wow, thanks, God. Anytime, bro. Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center. For more information, find us on Facebook or call 884-4397. Zen, find peace in your busy life and get a workout when you want it. I like it. All right, well, we're going to move on to our top five. And like I said, it's the top five farm animals. And I do have a couple honorable mentions. And I've got cows, horses, sheep, and chickens. Are you seriously telling me your cows are an honorable mention? Yes. Yes. All right. Um, I disapprove. It is your I list. Disapprove. Not very often we start right off with a big disapproval. <laughs> I just understand, but whatever. I mean, it's your list. I'll hear. I'll listen. I'm going to give it a chance. All right. My number five, or I have an honorable mention. My honorable mention is the duck. The duck. All right. Yeah. And if, if I'm being honest, I kind of like them when the wings are clipped because I kind of like them when they just waddle around the whole time and you know, don't have to worry about them flying away and everything. Yeah. I know that I, but I'll be honest. I feel like that's a really inhumane thing clipping the duck's wings too. It is. So it like, is. but there's just something like when when you watch Friends growing up, and the rats of chicken and duck they were walking around and all. I just thought that was really cool. I, even I joke about it even to this day. If I, whenever at some point if we stay and I fence in the yard, I might get a duck. Should just that's a right. garbage can full of corn and then still we can chase the duck. <laughs> ducks are nice. <laughs> Me and my mom walk around the river at lunch every once in a while. I raise my arms by the ducks and they fly away. They fly away. That's so nice. So and you I, torment the ducks? I, I just 
Brace my arms. Now, I just want to ask one thing. Is it ducks or geese? It's ducks. Okay. Corey, do you have any animal mentions? I'll do five number. A donkey. A donkey? Yeah, you gotta have a donkey. So when I'm working out in the field, I ain't the only ass out in the field. Well, I like that. (laughs) Hey, oh, I like it. I don't have much experience. I don't know if I've ever really been around a donkey that much. I mean, I've seen him probably like in zoos and stuff like that, but nothing like some of these other animals I'm about to talk about. So, um, yeah. A donkey's on my list. Is he? All right, so let's do We go, Corey's number five. Why don't you give me your number five? My number five are pigs. Pigs? Yes. My aunt, Lori, one year my cousin Trent was in FFA and he bought pigs arrays. So me, my mom, and my aunt went and got some old fruit from Stanford, not Stanford Divisions, but whatever's at the corner of Ninth and Ripley there. And we took it out to the pigs, and we just threw it out there, and the pigs were like, whoosh. And it was mushy melons and all this stuff, and they were just loving it. Oh, and yes. Clean it right up. Oh. Dude, there's a reason why those killers threw the bodies in pigs in my Oh, I know. They are crazy. I know. Because I was... I got a story to elaborate on that. Yeah, I'm, all right, you let's go. go. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I was... We had a, we had, I just bought my one boar. He was probably a little under a year old. I was out in the field working. And I think I was doing fencing or something. Well, I mean, he was a pretty lovable guy, whatever. He'd come up and rub up on you, you know. So I'm sitting there petting him. Next thing you know, he goes up like that. Well, his tusks got me right here by my knee. My hand went down. I come up. I got blood all over me. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap, am I going to die right here in this yeah. field, you know? The next thing you know, the pig's going to meet me. Oh, <laughs> so I, I took off running, trying trying to run, you know, blood all over. I get into the house and stuff, and I tell my wife, and she said, well, you look, she says, let's look at it. So she looks at it. I got a nice big old hole right in this thing. And she says, I said, am I going to die? And I, she says, no, you probably have to go to the hospital and get it stitched up or yeah. whatever. I says no. I says I got shit to do. I says just 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 bandage it up. I says I gotta go. <laughs> Back out I went, you know. But I I was scared. I thought I was gonna. <laughs> yeah, was like, this to is how it ends. They turn on me. What a way to go, right? Yeah, that would not. <laughs> I did read something one time that. More people are killed by pigs each year than sharks. That's probably the truth. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised, though, because... No. Yeah. They eat anything. So. Yeah. Yes, they do. And they're strong. Yeah. Holy cow, they're strong. My number five is the horse. I'm not very excited about the horse, other than... I mean, Kentucky Year, he's on my birthday... Some year, I hope we go down there one time and celebrate my birthday. That's about it. That's all I got. I mean, they do a lot of work. They're beautiful. But I'm nowhere near as excited as I am as I get down the road here or some of the other animals. Have different functions. Race them. Yeah. Yeah. Horses are nice. I just don't think I'd ever really eat a horse. And I think that's where... And... Even in my next one, but after number four, then it's on like Donkey Kong. So, yeah, so I'm just letting you know, like, I'm not, it's not that I'm not excited about it, but just like, eh, you know, so, anyways. Number four. Number four? 
goats. I didn't say goats, lambs. That is my number four as well. Was, I'd like, so was mine. All right, but I'd like to add, I have been around people that have fainting goats, and I just want to say those are the coolest creatures <laughs> on the planet. You know why they have fainting goats? No. Because they actually put those in the herds with like the other goats or lambs. Mm-hmm. So when then something's like a coyote or something's chasing them, mm-hmm. they faint, go over, they get killed, the rest of them keep on going. Really? Huh. And that would make sense because we're out where this, there's a, where they're you at. Don't faint when you're running. Yeah. <laughs> out where they're at, there's a, you hear coyotes all over the place. I, mean, I know where you live. There's coyotes hauling all over the place out there. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, you can hear them. They're pretty cool though. Fading goats there. There's something <laughs> funny about them. You're just like, and I don't think, I think the very first time I had my interaction with them, I didn't scare them, so they didn't do it, and I was so disappointed. I was just like, hey, yeah, 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 try to do it. And then it didn't do anything. I was like, well, what the hell? And then, useless. You know, and I was like, and then I think I came back off the house, and when I came back off the house, and it did it. I was like, oh, okay, all right. I got what I wanted here, so. Yeah, we got we got two goats at our place. There was actually a garage sale fine too. Before we we were in the process of buying our house and we weren't in it yet. My wife went garage sale and next thing you know she comes back with stuff and I got two goats for our new farm. <laughs> we haven't even got the place yet. And you got goats on it. <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. There, so they were actually our first two additions to our farm. Wow. Us, so. Are your goats pretty big? No, they're just little they're okay. little ones. They got a little bit of fainting in them, yeah. but they don't really faint when you chase them. They just they just get out and eat everything. My boss used to get goats for his deer farm and have them out there. And those things love cheese balls. And he used those things were like the size of me by the time he got in to feed them. And you know, they're just like, they weren't little pygmy goats or anything. They were actual size goats. He would lift that suburban up. Because he had him trained, you know. And what you would do is you'd sit in the third row of the Suburban with the cheese balls. He'd put him the cheese balls between you. And he'd open, he'd hit the button, the power lift kick would open. And the goats would jump up through the back and then stick their snouts in. And then you would feed him cheese balls. You know, and they would just be so happy because they used to love those cheese balls. And he always buy the really crappy ones because, you know, they're goats. They wouldn't give a crap. They're just, so, they just love cheese but balls. But, I mean, the head was big as your head. I mean, they were huge. And I was just like, I can't believe how big these goats are. But... Yeah, they could feed them, and I have a picture of Kelsey feeding the goat. But then someone with their hooves got into the deer, and the deer feeds somehow. And then he puts whistles in deer. <laughs> so, um, and he stopped caring because the deer at the house had no other animal interaction other than, you know, essentially deer. The cheese puff goats. Yeah, the, but the cheese puff goats. You know, there was a couple out at the camp that died. Wow. And so he got rid of everything, and now everyone's living happily ever after. But it's crazy how you can do something like that where, you know, the different antibodies and stuff like that can really cause a ruckus with them. All right. Everybody's four was goats. Yeah. Number three? Uh-huh. Number three. We'll do a cow. Yeah. I love the beef. Have you ever thought about raising cows, Corey? I actually do. I actually do lamb, too, as well. Really? Yep, just this little bit. We actually, I finished out 10, 10 lamb this year, so we run those through the freezer, but then um, steer. I bought a steer last year at the forage sale. Yeah. So, helps the community. Uh-huh. So, we actually finished him out, and I actually bought two more steers late last fall. So, we just raise the beef for ourselves and throw yeah. a little bit through the freezer too for, yeah. you know, through the farmer's market. So. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, you got, you're yep. pretty much probably set up for a lot of it. Well, so. we are. Yeah. yeah. 
Because actually, I mean, the way we rotational graze and move our animals around, you know, you move the cows out in front, bring the pigs around. I mean, everything works in a symbolic, you know, relationship-wise. Everyone works together, you know, so. The lambs, do you, does your lambs, the way you raise them, since I know you take, you raise them a little bit better than the average, is it still that fat stuff, that tallowy taste to it, the lamb? That would be when it gets like a mutton or whatever they yeah. call it it is, that's mm-hmm. usually when they're over a little over a year old because actually it's what they say, it's the wool. Mm-hmm. It's actually the wool, the flavor of the wool goes into the flavor of the meat or whatever. Yeah. So we usually, ours are only seven months old. Roughly, oh, okay. And we actually take them to slaughter. That's awesome because yeah. I know when I've processed lamb and it's really weird processing on lamb because it's just so much smaller yes, than everything. Are. And it just, yep. it, when you're doing them something really big and you make a mistake, it's not so bad because you, there's a lot of meat to work with. But when, you're, when you make a mistake on a, like a lamb chop and there's only this much meat to begin with, it, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. That's so right. Like, yeah, I mean, you're just like, oh, man, I just screwed this up. But um, I know like there is a real sweet spot of fat ratio with lamb because you can really, at least in the store, yeah, it really tastes bad. So Yeah, yeah, because it's hard to find good lamb. I mean, there's... We sell a lot of it. I mean, we put it in a freezer and it's just, it's gone fast. I mean, there's a lot of people that look for it. Yeah, especially if it's good. I don't doubt that for yeah. a minute. So. Yeah. All right, Brad. All right. Your Mark. pressure's on because you put the cow at honorable mention. Yeah. Daisy's not happy with you. <laughs> Daisy's not happy. Boo hoo. <laughs> My number three is a donkey. A donkey. I don't know why. Just <laughs> like a donkey. Just say you did it for Jesus and Joseph. Mm. No, I tell you what, I got a, up uh, at Shibuya this summer. They did a donkey race fundraiser, mm-hmm. and like prominent people from the community would all like ra- ride on donkeys and race them, and um, like the days when you used to have the donkey basket, yeah, stuff, just right? stuff like yeah. that. Like that just cracked me up. I saw a video of it because we had a friend that lives up in Shibuya, and I got to see the video of him on that thing, and I tell you what. Yikes. <laughs> Number three. The chicken. Chicken. Because of the eggs. And of course, because you can do it. The things I don't like the chicken, why the chicken's so low on my list is because chickens can kind of be mean. I would say that out of all the interaction I've personally had with animals, <laughs> chickens tend to be the meanest. I can see that. Like pecky. Yeah. That's some roosters chasing you around. Yeah. Yeah. We've and the problem is, is you like run away roosters. from them, and I just turn, and then at some point you realize, look, I'm 15 times size of this rooster, or I'm not running from it. I should just kick it, and then. <laughs> That's why it's called cock. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, all right. So that was my number three. All right. Chickens. My number two, then, chicken. So, chicken. Yeah. You gotta have chicken, you gotta have eggs. Chicken. And they work good though around the farm, cleaning things up. That's right. Number two. Number two are rabbits. 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 I think rabbits are cute. So fluffy. Do you know about the rabbit story? My rabbit story. It's not even my rabbit story. So Bruce obviously buys stuff with 4-H, and when Allison's parents lived out by Bruce next door neighbor, um, the rabbits would get out. He'd keep them caged in, but they would eventually get out. Well, Pops um, 
kept a garbage can full of grain because he'd feed the deer once in a while because he could go up to the deer fence. The deer fence is right there. And uh, one there's one white rabbit that was... Obviously, it wasn't for the while because it was white. Yeah. So Bob's just one time threw some corn down for the rabbit. And then you know that rabbit stayed there for like forever. I mean, for, to, for all I know, that rabbit is still at Pops' house. And he just... I mean, that rabbit lived there. He, he lived underneath a pine tree. He'd just come out once a day, pops, go smoke a cigarette, throw some feed down, and that rabbit would just come out. Then he'd go right back underneath there. He had a pet rabbit. I'm not kidding. And we'd go out there, and then, I mean, Alice would always try. She could get it probably out from me to your fridge to it. Because he would just be like, all right, you're going to throw some corn. Oh, you're not. You're going to try to grab me. I'm going to leave. So, yeah. Rabbit had it made. He did. And, he knew. <laughs> and that thing was so big. I mean, it was like... You know, just I've never seen a rabbit that big. Think it wasn't in the mood. I said that I was like, "Hey, man, is the rabbit gonna get in the trailer?" Because he knows. I go. I promise you that this rabbit knows that he needs to get in this trailer if you let him, because <laughs> he knows he's living good. But the problem was, is as you know, because pops lives out by you now. That rabbit would not have lasted long out there. A coyote would have gotten him. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. You can sit on pops back porch on the right night, and that's all you hear is coyote howling. Anyways, it's good to know. Yeah. Number two is really rabbit. Yes. I'm impressed. All right, number two for me is a pig. Right. So you're anyway my number one is then. Well, you probably figured it out. But yeah, so um, I love pork. I love bacon. And I know just to like it's where you say I know just enough what to do with it all that I can make it all work. So. So you're, this is based on food. Hundred percent. That's right. Mine's based on cuteness. <laughs> That's not to say the pig's not cute. That's right. Look, a baby pig. Oh, well, they're adorable. Yeah. Yeah, until they get big, right? Yeah. It's like that Amazon commercial with the kid where he has the baby pig as a pet. And then finally, he's got to put it out to the barn, but then they buy him a camera so that he still can see the pig. I guess I've never seen that commercial. Oh, okay. Well. It's a real thing, Brad. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> oh man! How about the How about the one with the dog and the baby, and they buy the lion? Yes, that one I like. Yeah, I've seen that one. I almost cried the first time I saw that commercial. It was very hurt touching. Yeah, just because, just to see the dog walk up with the lion thing on. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. Number one. Pig. As it should be for you. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. You got to have the bacon. You got to have the chicken eggs with it for a good old Sunday morning breakfast, right? So everyone loves bacon. Pigs are good. That's right. All right. My number one is an unusual farm animal, but many horses. <laughs> oh, my God. Cuteness, he said. Remember? Yes. Work with Remember, cuteness. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mini horses. I don't run a functional farm. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. That's why I, I always a... wondered. Do you know what the point of the mini horses? No. Do they serve any type of purpose other than for a Robin Big episode that was absolutely amazing? Because like, maybe that's something our listeners could chime into. There you go. I can't imagine something like that exists without a purpose. There's probably a purpose. There has to be. Yeah. For maybe for mountains or something or. 
taking kids for little know. carriage rides. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's for cuteness. Yeah. For cuteness, cuteness, I guess. Conversation piece. Going on cuteness, I'm surprised that the goat wasn't hired. Baby goat's really cute. It is. <laughs> and destructive, too. <laughs> they get into lots of things. <laughs> Daisy's number one with me. So if anything, if anything, for the fact that you can make so many leather products out of it. <laughs> Great. Now we're going to have PETA on our ass. One. Why? <laughs> There's nothing. I mean, I love, I super enjoy a really nice handmade leather product. Something that's really well done. And really, yeah. Have you, did you ever follow that Little King Goods on YouTube? No. Have I ever showed you that? Do you, are you a YouTube guy? A little bit, just for research. You go to Little King Goods, and you watch this dude's videos. So what this dude is, he made uh, leather products, really nice stuff, and he did not sell any of it. He was just doing his own thing, and so what he decided to do is, he decided he was going to make videos of him making it. And now, the dude can't keep up. Wow. But he does this, he does it really high-end, really, really well, um, and then he also does it with really good sound, so it's kind of, there's some ASMR stuff to it. I don't know if you're into that type of stuff, but there are a lot of people that do. So, like, when he's brushing, you know, the hide and stuff like that, you hear that, and then it's just a lot of people find that type of stuff soothing and creepy and whatever and not, you know, we don't need to get into that. But Showing his potential customers how it's made. Oh, my God, and it is mesmerizing. I've got in a rabbit hole in that thing. I watched all his videos. It was just unbelievable. And then, I wanted to order it, and he's got like an eight-week back job, a back back order because he's got so many products. Wow. But oh, it's amazing just to watch it. Whether it's like a money clip, he has these nice iPad. I just I don't know. do yourself a favor, watch it. You will not <laughs> regret it. You won't regret it. it. So, anyways, that's the first part is the leather. Second, I'm not a big milk guy, but I love ice cream. So, like, you can't really like one without the other. That's right. Milk is, ice cream is part of it. It's because I'm Asian and I'm really lactose intolerant, so I don't do well with whole milk. My favorite cow story is when I was working, and of course, you know, my exes were uh, dairy farmers. And I came home and I picked Gabe up. I'll never forget Gabe as I'm pulling in the driveway from his busha. He is one, maybe one and a half. And there was a baby calf gumming his hand. Just like chewing his hand, and there's just slobber all <laughs> over his hand. And Gabe is laughing, just laughing so hard because it's just like tickling his hand. And this baby calf's just like chewing on it, and just the whole thing. I'll never forget that sight. But even to this day, you know, because Gabe was raised around those cows. But Gabe was, I don't know if they're still doing it, but for the longest time, Gabe, since he was raised around those cows, he could walk in amongst them and they don't run. And I mean, you and I get anywhere near those cows that are taken off. And cows are quick, by the way, like oh, Barry Sanders. You would never think of <laughs> a creature that big could be that agile, but they are. And um, But he could walk right in and right in between them like they're just like he's one of them. It's a cow whisperer. Yeah, something like that. That's right, the cow whisperer. And then finally, of course, is the meat. Like, he yeah. doesn't like a good steak. Oh my God, I do. Love a good steak. So that's why I think he's good. So that's my number one. All right. How do you feel? I feel good. 
You have a cute farm, and I'm feeding people. <laughs> cute farm. We have totally went two opposite ways with this, which probably is, probably it makes brings great. In the most money. Well, he can start a petting petting farm. Yeah. See? Well, I think you, yours is probably much more sustainable in the long run than yeah. I ever would be. Yeah. Because you only have to get it with the one set. Once you get a couple good ones, you're good to go. Whereas yep. I constantly have to be. Well, I would be judging. You're not cute enough. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, I like it. You're not cute enough. <laughs> Get ones that have a little small defects on it, like a bent ear and stuff like that, that make it some look cute. Yeah, eye patch. Yeah, eye patch. You find a goat with one horn. Yeah, I mean, right? it's just amazing. <laughs> you could have a farm of magical creatures. Yes. Not gonna make it happen. Put a pond. You can have a narwhal out there somehow. I just like this keeps getting better. We're moving. <laughs> We're moving the kitchen. <laughs> Well, we will take a break. We will come back. We'll close it out. That dun dun from Netflix. All right. That was our episode. It's amazing. (laughs) I don't know what this is. What are you doing this weekend? Saturday, I'm going to Tawas for my nephew's football game. And then I come back to town and be a pourer from 3 to 6 at the Sunrise Side Tap Takeover. Other than that, I don't know. Which is going to be plenty as it is. Because yeah. that's always a good time. Eric does a real good job. Yes, he does. Um, Corey, what are you doing this weekend? Actually, me and my beautiful wife, we are leaving Friday. We are heading to the UP to celebrate our 20th year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. What part of the UP are you headed? We're going to Newberry. We're going to oh. take our side-by-side, our camper up there. And yeah. We're going to stay the weekend and just drive around, see the colors and stuff, see what we can get into. I heard Newberry is a really nice campground. Just north of there. I can't remember. Crit or something. See, I'm kind of the fly-by seat my pants guy. So I actually did reserve Sunday. Campsite, so yeah, well, <laughs> you can get away with it in the late summer, yeah. early fall. Yeah, you couldn't do something like that in the summer because it's yeah. just jam packed. So, we're I would, we're getting away. Yeah, I would really enjoy it to try something like that when it's not so busy. It seems like anytime I visit campgrounds, it's always during the summer and it's just a zoo. So, yeah, I don't think that is a bad idea. Yep, um, It'll be good times. We're excited to get away. So, yeah, good for you guys. Yeah, thank you. I am Friday, Posen versus Atlanta. So, shout out to Alpita Wildcats with their first win. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. got their first win. Much needed win. They're a hot mess. The first game I honestly believe is they were cocky. And they just weren't ready. If that makes sense, for lack of a better term. Like, mentally, they just thought they were going to win, and yeah. then they didn't. The second game, I think they were just out of shape. And then, I think after losing that second game, it just kind of squared their ears off. Believe it or not, losing that first game didn't do it. And I just think they came out and played really, really good that last game, especially the second half. Best football you've seen them play all year, which I've only seen two games. But, I mean, <laughs> um, and I think they're, Atlanta's just not a very good football team, so... I have a feeling they're just going to roll Atlanta this weekend. But then it starts. They go at Hale, at Mile, and then at Charlton Heston. So that's two. Hale and Mile are both good football teams. So they're going to have their hands full. 
And then uh, Saturday, they do have the Sunrise Side, side Tap Takeover. Um, I think Allison will be pouring the second shift. I thought it was the first shift. She was, but she's actually working at the local basket case Saturday. Griffin asked if she would sub in, so she switched it out. So she's working at Griffin's, then she's going to do the tap takeover, and then head home. And then I am bartending again this weekend. So, and then I'm kind of shut her down for a little bit, which feels good. And we'll talk really quick, upcoming stuff. So, um, next Saturday at the fairgrounds, the 28th, right? Yeah. Yes, the 28th is our next week's guest, Amy's Race. Yes. It's a 5K color run. Yes. The night before that, the 27th, that Friday, is Art and Loft's Q Color event. So, they're doing their fundraiser. It's not Art and Loft, sorry. Thunder Bay Theater. Their fundraiser, and then the night before that, Thursday the 26th, is Zanta's fundraiser, which I graciously get to be a part of. So, I get to miss it all. So. And you'll be in Washington, D.C. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess I should mention that this Friday the 20th is a sculpture cause to help Amy's. Oh, okay. So, Super cool. Yes. Yes. So, that's awesome. So, what do, go to Bay Urban. Bay Urban 530. Yeah, and it's open donation always. Yes. So, $5 recommended. Yeah, $5 recommended. But, so, yeah. All right. Anything else you got coming down the pipe other than we got Farmer's Market Weekend? Saturday, Kids Day. Kids Farmer's Day? Market, 10 to 2. Anything else you got coming up? No, no. That, that'd be it. That's not a bad thing, all these. That's right. <laughs> like I said, we just take her day by day and tackle awesome. it as she comes along. I'd like to thank you for coming by. I really oh, appreciate it. Oh, well, I appreciate thank it. You. I really do. And then uh, Amy next week? Yes. Should and then, be a crazy episode. Could get deep. She's coming in hot. Uh, it's more the subject matter. Yeah. And then we got Tom Behrman after that. Alpia, high principal. All right. So Ben is here on a whole bunch of stuff. All right. Shout out to Coach Limbach if he does. I don't know if he listens to this, but if he does. Know. Get better soon. Get better soon. That was a crazy story with him over the weekend. Uh, uh, oh, he was, my understanding was he had, wasn't feeling 100%. So they went in his arm and said, and you got high blood pressure. We need to run a stress test on you. So they ran a stress test and they said, we're going to do a um, catheterization on you. You got, it looks like your arteries are not, not doing good. They get there. They said, you are not going to do the cath. We're not going to put a stint. We're going to do a bypass on you right now. Hmm. And so he went into for something really simple and ended up being, and I guess the type of thing that he went is they call it the Widowmaker. It's not one of those things that you usually catch. It's one of those, it's yeah. what happened to Brad D's dad, where he it just yeah. never catches you and it's too late. Good thing he went in. Yeah, so. That's a good thing. Crazy. So, shout out to Coach. Get better. Yeah. And then, uh, that's about it. All right. Full schedule, though. Good. And then after soccer season, we took a week off because yes. we had a schedule conflict. Yes. So, once the girls get their lives a little more squared away, we'll have them on. All right. That sounds good. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right. See you. Brandy Kleenex next week.